1: Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now. Thursday, March 16th, Ian Cameron and Alex B. Smith ready to break down the Thursday NHL card. Uh, It's obviously, and we know that the uh, NCAA tournament, college basketball is going on. I know some of you may be into that, some of you maybe not, but it's going on and uh, we've got the uh, games in the background, but we'll try to maintain focus the best we can here and get you through this Thursday uh, NHL slate. And a huge slate it is, 11 games on tap. Before we get to that, uh, we do want to look back on uh, last night. It was a short card. Uh, we'll get to the uh, main event storyline, which was obviously the uh, antics in uh, St. Louis last night between the Wild and the Blues, but we'll start with the uh, results in the uh, actual on-ice action as far as the scoreboard is concerned, and we had the uh, a very disheartening loss for the Buffalo Sabres and anyone that was on them, including me, uh, last night. Uh, three to one lead after the first period. Terrific start for Buffalo. Got into penalty trouble, sat back a, a lot with the lead way too much, in my opinion, Uh, trying to make it hold up in the third period. It did not happen. Washington ties it late, and then they win in a shootout 5-4. A a team that's really direct competition with the Sabres, too. For like Washington's not out of this thing yet, either. And to lose that game and only pick up a point, and you actually lose a point of ground in the standings to Washington, it's a very, very painful loss for the Buffalo Sabres last night, 5-4, in that game. Uh, A great game, even though it ended 2-1 believe it or not, between the Avs and the Leafs. I mean, it was a very entertaining game. I thought both goaltenders came to play and brought it. Uh, Georgiev for Colorado and Samsonov for Toronto were really strong in that game. There were a bunch of chances. I mean, it's hard to believe. You look at that game and you look at the chances and the opportunities, it didn't really equate and align with a two-to-one final score. But at the end of the night, uh, you know, you got some really good defensive play and goaltending and maybe a little bit of a lack of finish as well. But the uh, Avalanche ended up pulling through and getting the 2-1 shootout win uh, over the Leafs last night. The Islanders, uh, they were in a back and forth game early with the Ducks, but they uh, took over in the third period and ended up winning going away 6-3. So, as we said, the approach worked. I mean, the Islanders in regulation cashed, draw lost, but profit. Because of the fact we put a little bit more money on the Islanders and regulation there uh, in that, and I had the over as well, so that game was pretty good. The easiest over of the night was the, and I had the piece of this over as well was Minnesota St. Louis. Uh, that definitely I kind of liked that uh, the goals to be scored, but obviously we saw a ton, eight to five final score for the uh, Minnesota Wild last night after a game after a start where they were down three to one uh, early. It was not looking good, and uh, Jacob Brana, man, we got to keep taking props involving him. Uh, we've mentioned him now a couple of times since he's been uh, with St. Louis and back on the ice and, boy, producing again last night for the Blues. Uh, but uh, the final score and the win for Minnesota is they pretty much took over in the last two periods, and that big swell of goals early in the second really brought the momentum back in their favor, uh, and they ended up carrying the game and winning going away from there. But that's all secondary to what we saw uh, in the second period. Uh, anybody that watches that game knows what happened uh jordan binnington gets contacted by ryan hartman on what was the 5-4 minnesota goal it was very minimal contact and besides he's out of the crease he's fair game you know hartman's trying to score the goal there he clips him on, you know going by after he scores the goal but again you know binnington's out of the crease there so this nonsense here that you know it's some blues fans that i'm hearing that are pissed a little pissed off that you know hartman did that what do you want hartman to do you know he's outside of the blue paint he's outside of the goalie cre- goal crease I mean, that's his right. He's, a, he's got every right to that ice as Binnington does. So, you know, he ended up clipping him. Binnington ends up going nuts, losing it. And you can tell when something sets Binnington off, you can tell when it happens. And it absolutely happened there with Hartman contacting him. He goes over to Hartman when he's scoring. You know, he's celebrating the goal with his teammates. Binnington goes over to him, whacks him with the blocker right in the face, too. You could see it, and uh, obviously a scrum uh, ensues from that point, and Binnington's trying to get after it, not just Hartman, but more players on the Minnesota Wild. So down at the other end of the ice, Marc-Andre Fleury does what any good goalie would do. He's not going to stand idly by and watch some goalie Mm -hmm. taking liberties at his teammates at the other end of the ice. He skates all the way down, and it looks like we're going to have ourselves a uh, uh, goalie fight here with Binnington and Fleury. But then the officials just... Refused to allow it to happen why i have no idea why they were so hell bent and they were just they were pulling at both uh, players both goalies to make damn sure that they would not fight that they would not drop the gloves when clearly binnington wanted to get after flurry and flurry wanted to get after binnington it was atrocious it made me sick watching it if you're an official now you've got to just calm the fuck down stand back and let him go. How well, you got Darren Pang speaking for the entire hockey world, basically <laughs> on the TNT broadcast, saying let him go. He's absolutely a thousand percent right. Everybody wanted to see it. The two goalies wanted to fight. Seems like everybody wanted to see it, but the fucking officials on the ice yeah. in that hockey game—it was terrible. They handled it absolutely poorly, and uh, we were robbed of what I thought was going. I thought it was going to be one hell of a fight too, because I think they were going to throw. They were going to throw down. There was some. There was some evil intent there with just how you know, nasty the feelings had gotten, how intense it had gotten. I know Flurry was not happy. And then when you hear what Flurry said after the game, that he was hearing uh, uh, stories about that Binnington was hitting some wild players in the nuts and the balls, yeah. you know, no yeah. wonder he's even angrier. No wonder he's even more uh, amped up to maybe get his hands on Jordan Binnington. And of course, Binnington's ready to fight anytime, anywhere we think because he's tried to pull this shit before. And we were just, You know, we basically got robbed of uh, what should have been a fight that should have been allowed to take place between Marc-Andre Fleury uh, and Jordan Bennington last night. And if you're an official, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, this is a league where, you know, we're crying out for, I think, in a situation like that, you know, for a goalie fight to happen. Clearly, you know, people wanted to see it happen and the two participants wanted it. And the fact that they were so they would just refuse, like they were just pull, they were just pulling at every body part of both guys to make sh- damn sure that fight would not happen. And it's un-
0: an unfortunate shame uh, that it turned out that way, Alex. The reason that happened and, and I can't completely confirm this, but I just really believe there's some idiot in a suit to blame for this. And I, I truly believe because think about all the goalie incidents we've seen this year in the NHL. and We have yet to see one fight between two goaltenders. I really believe that there's somebody, whether it's that pinheaded idiot Bettman or someone else that probably said, you know what, we don't want to have the optics of a goalie fight, even though it would be something that would go viral on TikTok and YouTube and everything else that would actually make fucking, you know, sports segments on, you know, local news around the country. But, oh, heaven forbid you got that kind of uh, publicity, right? Because, you know, for them, they think bad news is bad news. It's not. No, any news is good news and people want to see fights. You talk about the element of trying to get rid of dirty play. Jordan Bennington is a fucking pigeon. He is just a piece of shit. He's been picking on players for a while, and he needs a taste of his own medicine. And in the 90s, this this wouldn't have stood. The whole thread now on Twitter of all of us just naming goalies that would have beat the dog shit out of Jordan Bennington in that situation. And Marc-Andre Fleury... You know, his reputation's not really of a tough guy. Yes, he was angry and went down there. But any other goalie who really wanted to throw some hands would have just gone down there. Wouldn't even got stopped by the referee or the linesman. would have just went straight after Bennington started beating him. So, you know, there's a little bit of that, too. It, it, and, you know, we talked about this. That whole game played out exactly the way it should have for a central division rivalry game between a team trying to make the playoffs and a team that's playing themselves out. They've had a history back and forth. You saw the chippiness in nastiness. Was it five power plays goals scored between both teams? That's the kind of intensity and action we want to see as hockey fans. And that's going to lead to animosity, and that animosity is going to lead to fights. We want to see all of that shit as true NHL fans, even the casual fans, they would want to see that. If you want to try and bring more eyes and more attention to this league, you let shit like that happen. And and not just for the fans, but for the game and the teams itself. Like I said, Bennington's a guy who's needed his mouth shut for a while now, and Marc-Andre Fleury had the chance to do it, and unfortunately the line's been stepped in and ruined it.
1: Sorry about that. If I'm Jordan Bennington, you know, I'm even starting to see that my teammates, I think, are getting sick of my antics. And Greg Berube got sick of them earlier this year. He was saying so – Because the fans the puck,
0: cheered when that. they announced that he got the game misconduct in the match penalty. Yeah.
1: Wow. So that, yeah. Tells you, that tells you a lot. It does. I mean, they're just getting sick of the antics. It's baby Bennington at it again. How many times have I used that term? It's exactly what he is. He's a little baby, uh, 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 you know, basically a man-child. It's, it's essentially what he is uh, here, uh, B, uh, Jordan Bennington. You know, and uh, look, he's getting tarred and feathered everywhere on social media. He, even uh, I'm seeing people on uh, NHL analysts and say, if, if if I was on the opposing team of Bennington, I'd want to rip his fucking head off too mm-hmm. with what he was doing uh, last night. No question about that. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, another thing too, if I'm Jordan Bennington, I thank my lucky stars that I've got maybe one of the absolute best teammates in the entire NHL and Braden Shen on my team. Because Braden Shen, even with all your bullshit, Even with all the antics and all the crap you have pulled the last couple of years, including last night, here I am still coming to your defense because at the end of the day, you're my teammate, for better or worse, and there he is still coming to his defense and challenging Ryan Hartman a couple minutes after all of that went down. If I'm Jordan Bennington, I'm saying, my gosh, man, thank goodness you're my teammate and I appreciate you so much. Because there are a lot of players that would say, fuck this guy, even though he's on my team. He's acting like a bitch. He's acting like an absolute moron, an idiot out there. I'm done sticking up for him. But Shen, even through all the shit that he's pulled, still came to Jordan Binnington's defense, went after Hartman. He got a 10-minute misconduct, by the way, for doing Mm -hmm. that uh, in the second period. So he paid the price for it, too. He was out for 10 minutes. Did all that. For Jordan Bennington, even though Jordan Bennington, I'm sure, is starting to drive his teammates nuts. If I'm Bennington, I thank my lucky stars that I've got a great dude like Braden fucking Shan as my teammate. Because there's some people that would not do that with everything he's pulled.
0: And here's the other issue with the, with, like I said, this new NHL and trying to curb fighting. Look at all the penalties that amassed from that situation. That could have been simplified if a couple of fights had gone down. You have a five-minute major. Of course, that was going to happen because Bennington, you know, deserved that with the blocker to the face. That was still going to stand. But you would have had the, the fighting majors. You wouldn't have ended up having that crazy four and four, which eventually led to the Minnesota getting a goal, coming back and winning that game. We've seen this now, where this is what three games in the last probably two weeks I've seen two of them involving the Wild, where a, a issue that should have led to a fight didn't and that penalty changed the entire course and outcome of the game so by taking fighting away you are actually changing some of these game outcomes and i don't think the league actually really understands that that you would have more balance when you have fights just for the simple fact that one player from each team goes to the penalty box like it's simple math and the league just doesn't get that
1: no no they don't uh it was uh like i say i it, it's uh it was unfortunate that they were not allowed to let the fights go, and they didn't. Let, it's not just that; there was a bunch of other near scraps there in that little melee, and those were basically uh, not allowed to take place either. So, and then you see this QMJHL nonsense that's going on in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. That fighting is apparently abolished from that league. Now, just that league. This is not an OHL or WHL thing. Those two leagues, part of the Canadian Hockey League as well, junior ranks. Apparently, they have not gone that route, at least not yet. But apparently, the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League has. And this is now becoming a very slippery and very uh, unfortunate path, in my opinion, that we're going down, that we're even getting to this point.
0: And, and I can't speak on the Canadian Junior League because I don't follow them uh, as close as, honestly, I probably should. But I've always known, just from hearsay, the reputation of that the OHL and WHL were the tougher leagues than the Q. Am yep. I right about that? So, that, yeah, there there's wasn't too much to that. Fighting. WHL in particular, there's right. been that some was I that, know that's the league where all strappers. the forces in yep. the 80s and yep. 90s yep. came out yep. of. So, yeah, yep. so I, I just knew that. So, my thing is maybe it won't affect that league so much, but just the, the fact that you have a league saying we're getting rid of fighting in North America is, is, is not a good sign. And, and I'll say one more thing, too. And you mentioned about with you know his teammates, the Blues are out of this race, right? If Bennington pulls some shit like this again and say the last five, ten games, and you got your teammates, guys who are looking to you know get ready for the summer, want to spend time with their family, and not trying to have their jaw broken. You got guys who are gonna be UFAs, that might be the time you see somebody all of them say, Fuck it, you know, go ahead and defend yourself, go fight whoever you want. And that may be the time. And 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 then that's when Bennington might end up fighting not fighting a goalie, he might end up fighting somebody's top, you know, top tough guy and, and really getting smoked. So that's something to keep an eye on, too.
1: It is. uh, It is. Because to me, if you don't have fighting in the game, you lose the ability to police the game and police the incidents on the ice. Losing that already. Yeah. Losing
0: that already. Yeah. Yeah. And and you're already
1: seeing it, you know, fall apart, crumble in in that regard. Being able to take care of things, you know, and and deal with situations where there's a dirty hit and you got to, and someone responds. A dirty hit, I mean, I mean, not these fights after a clean hit. I'm talking about a real dirty hit, a real nasty one, a real deliberate attempt to injure. That kind of shit. That's what I'm talking about.
0: And the crazy thing is, okay, you don't have a system that's strong enough to police on the ice because you're not letting the players do it. And then you put in the hands of player safety. What does player safety do? They literally – basically spin a fucking wheel and say oh are you going to get eight games or are you going to get two are you going to get five five thousand yeah. dollars are you going to get five five hundred random like, number out of a hat that's the number of games yeah. your suspension is that's what it feels yeah, like that's it's basically it fucking like. price is right to figure out what the suspension is going to be so nothing gets solved and what happens how many guys have we talked about in this league that have multiple suspensions okay we talk about tom wilson we talk about Marshan back in the old days you know oh they kept doing the same shit and kept getting away with it because all i had to do was write a check and they're not broke so what, what are you stopping Nothing.
1: yeah it's uh like i say this is just this is unfortunate and i'm worried that this is going to be a domino i hope not i hope that this is just a qmjhl i hope this is a rogue rogue action by the quebec major junior hockey league this is a rogue operation that mm-hmm. they've just uh this is going to be a one-off and it's not going to trickle down to the other junior leagues You know, it's not going to trickle down to any of the pro leagues, minors, NHL. I'm hoping that's the case. But, man, the stomach inside is churning, thinking that's not going to be the case.
0: And if you follow that league, watch how many cheap shots and dirty hits you see. Watch it increase as as early as this time next season.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because no one's going to be held responsible. No one's going to have to defend themselves for, you know, trying to take out the star player of the opposing team. And that's a real, real Tricky proposition to consider that we might be seeing this in the pro ranks and specifically the NHL, that they, they could it could actually filter its way to the NHL at some point. But it's very upsetting, uh, as you can tell. I'm upset by it. I'm upset by what yep. the Quebec major junior hockey League's doing. I'm upset with how they handled that thing last night. Uh, with the uh, wild and the uh, blues all right uh, hopefully we handle things well with the thursday card and with our bets so let's turn our attention to that Uh, we'll begin with tampa bay new jersey a second straight meeting between these two teams in the very same building uh, as well in uh, new jersey we've got the devils minus 130 home favorites six and a half the total in this game well for better or worse i'm going to come right back to the uh, new jersey devils here at minus 130 obviously I was t- uh, took them on Tuesday night uh, during the BetCast, and after a good first period, it was uh, Tampa Bay taking over from that point and ended up getting the uh, 4-1 to victory uh, in that game against the uh, Devils. I'd expect the Devils to play better tonight. Uh, Tampa Bay, it uh, was probably their best game in several. Make no mistake about it, the way they played, uh, it was a good effort from them. Uh, their, their big uh, gun stepped up, uh, made an impact. Uh, We don't have goalie confirmations yet. We obviously saw Vasilevsky, Vanacek be the matchup Tuesday night when these teams played uh, in New Jersey. The question is going to be, will we get that same goalie matchup tonight? It looks like Vasilevsky will be the goalie for Tampa. We just don't know at the moment who will suit up in goal for the uh, Devils. Vanacek or will they go to the young Akira Schmid is going to end up being the question because he'd be the guy here tonight for the Devils if it's not going to be Uh, Vanacek again, who didn't have his best game, in my opinion, Tuesday night. A couple of those goals, short side goals, those are always the kind you'd like to see your goalie uh stop, and it wasn't the case the other night. Expect the Devils to be better. I think what I might do is a little split in the first period full game here, uh, first period puck line to get a plus price on that just to see maybe Devils have a good start and tamp off the win, Devils off the loss. You get the team off the loss coming out with some fire in their belly, looking to make an impact. So I'm going to split it up with Devils' first period puck line minus a half at a plus price and the full game money line uh, in this one. Uh, Totals-wise, we obviously got an under in the first game. I'll probably, I lean over, but I'm going to look for a five and a half, kind of like what I did with the bet cast Tuesday night, although that fell short agonizingly because it got to four one and Tampa's protecting the lead and New Jersey could never get that goal put in a position to pull the goalie. So uh, I'm going to look for a live over at five and a half, but I will split it up. Devil's first period puck line, full game money line, props brief quickly, quick hitter one more time on Mercer. And if he doesn't connect again, then we're out. All right. So this will be three in a row. Alex Kalorn for Tampa, he's the undervalued commodity right now. He's the red hot commodity as well right now for Tampa Bay. If you're going to look at anyone from a player prop standpoint for the lightning, uh, he's in his best form offensively uh, all season uh, at the moment. Make no mistake about it. Uh, He's been heating up here the last few games and keep in mind, he's not had a great offensive season, but certainly the last few games he's sprung to life uh, for this Tampa Bay squad. Uh, And I think definitely someone you're going to want to keep an eye on here. He's only playing on the third line, of course, with Janot and with Sorelli uh, uh, for the uh, Lightning, but still, he's made the most of it. He's gotten goals in back to back games, and he's gotten the grand total of uh, three, four, five, six points in the last five games. So uh, the point prop in particular for uh, Alex Kalorn, I think, is a really good bet there on the Tampa side. If you're looking for value, not only value, but someone that's in great form, I think the best combo is Alex Kalorn tonight for uh, Tampa Bay. What do you think here, Alex? Tampa Bay, New Jersey, the sequel. I
0: wonder, I wonder if Alex Colon watches the show because ever since I called him out, it seems like he's kind of <laughs> kind of woken up a little bit. So, uh, like I said, yeah. definitely a guy to look at in the, in the prop section. But uh, I'm kind of doing the same as you. Basically, I like the 1st period puck line. I already bet that, that plus 150. More than li- likely we'll be on the Devils full game, but I want to get goalie confirmation. I feel a bit more comfortable playing that full game if it's Vanacek and that schmidt has been good, but I just, you know, with this Tampa Bay team kind of – Trying to get that offense going a little bit more. I just feel a little bit safer just backing Vanacek with a full game right now. But I definitely like either goaltender right now, like first period puck line. So that'll be my only play for the moment. I might adjust either before the game or look for some live spots as well.
1: All right, there we go. Uh, liking the uh, Devils early and then maybe look for some live uh, options after that. Stampkos is, uh, someone asking, is Stamkos uh, out? Uh, I uh, now I didn't hear anything, but he is he was listed as day to day. He didn't play Tuesday, obviously uh, against the uh, Devils. He suffered it Saturday. Didn't play Tuesday against New Jersey, but he's a game time decision. Last I checked for tonight, yeah, yeah hasn't been determined if he's in yet. So stay tuned is the uh, and that's best, uh, advice I have
0: with him. I would probably say yeah, you have to keep checking day by day, but. I would lean more to the side of he's probably going to be out, you know, just on the sense of, you know, his history. They don't really want to risk anything having him playing through even a nagging injury now, you know, and and, and then risk losing him for the postseason.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. So you be cautious, right? These aren't the games that matter. The games that matter are next month. Basically one month away, exactly one month away, April 17 is the start of the playoffs. So one month tomorrow we'll be talking Stanley Cup playoffs
0: quick question related to that from a player prop standpoint do you just not even look at guys who are maybe top tier middle tier guys like you would look at a stamp coast at the beginning of the year correct because he's a top scorer would you just not even look at him now because of the fact that he may or may not play or they might limit his minutes just you know there's not much value on a a top six forward anyway with like to score a goal or get a point so would that just be somebody just cross off the list
1: yeah, yeah definitely i mean that would be okay. someone there's better options and there's a right. 12, 11 game card tonight we'll be betting a yeah. lot on, on a lot of props the last thing i'm going to do is bet Stephen Stamkos when you don't get value with his props half the time when he's banged up and he might even have a restriction on the number of minutes he has if, if, if he, even if he does play so you're yeah. right about that so that's something that i
0: was i was thinking about that too with like the last five ten games of the season there's probably going to be a yeah. lot of top six guys that even if you were combining a parlay, you may just not want to look at them at all
1: Yeah, exactly. Be very careful with the top guys. You know, minutes limit, get more of the third, fourth line in there. You're going to get some guys. Will will, Teams that have clinched everything in the last few games of the regular season, they will sit players. It happened a lot last year. You remember that. Mm -hmm. This became more of an issue last year than ever before. You were seeing top six forwards, maybe top pair D-men, getting sat down with nothing at stake in the final regular season games, So watch out for those situations in a few weeks because, you know, they're going to pop up again. You know, it's not full-on load. Load management is all fucking season in the NBA. You can't compare it to that. It's yeah, all right, season they right. do that shit. But yeah. in the NHL last year, teams were doing this quite a bit late in the season with everything locked up. So Boston's yeah. a prime example of this moving forward. You know, they their life like- going to be in the last five games or so?
0: i feel like the load management will be more of minutes and shift limits than it will be games i think you'll still have guys because a lot of guys do have like game bonuses so you got guys that do want to dress 82 games or at least 75 games because that'll, that'll hit a bonus in the contract but then they may not you know instead of you know 18 minutes they've only got 12 or 10. so that like i said it affects everything in the prop department
1: Yeah, it definitely does, no question. So interesting to see how this one plays out, uh, Lightning and Devils. All right, Montreal, Florida. We've got uh, Florida minus 340, home favorites, uh, 6.5 the total uh, here in this one. The uh, Montreal Canadiens off a big win against Pittsburgh the other night, uh, and uh, very impressive it was, uh, getting the job done there against the uh, Penguins. They jumped on them. Well, actually, Pittsburgh got the early lead, and then Montreal roared back with three goals after that to take the lead back and forth affair and eventually montreal uh, gets the six to four win uh, over pittsburgh on a back-to-back as well off a game where they got just ambushed by colorado eight to four so very impressive response from the canadians in that game we'll see who's in net tonight it was montembeau who was very good in that game against pittsburgh but jake allen projected at the moment to be in net and he was rough against colorado Uh, Sergei Bobrovsky will be a net tonight confirmed for the uh, Florida Panthers, Uh, Florida, uh, of course, and uh, looks like they've got everybody healthy for the most part, except uh, Hornquist who remains out. And we know all the injuries that we've talked about ad nauseum for Montreal, but here they are night in and night out still. You know, competing, decent effort. Uh, Gurionov's the guy for uh, Montreal, really heating up. It's been a breath of fresh air since joining the uh, Canadians in that deal with the Dallas Stars. How about three goals and four points in the last four games for this guy? Very, very impressive. No question about that for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. Three goals and four points for him uh, in the last four games. Three-game consecutive goal streak. So if you're going to look at anyone on the Montreal side, you got to look at Dennis Gurionov right now. Uh, for sure Uh, on the florida side it's basically the same cast of characters that i think are undervalued uh and if you actually look at this one berhage's starting to heat up again after a little bit of a cold spell four points in the last four games you get some kind of props involving him goal or point i could see that a lot of good uh, options here because the one thing you're probably going to get here in this game and we've seen it with montreal they give up a lot of shots you maybe want to target panthers shots on goal uh here in this game tonight no question I think there's definitely that possibility that, uh, you know, we're going to see a lot of their best players be able to hit their shots on goal prop here in this game tonight. So that is something worth noting and keeping in mind. Uh, what else have we got here in terms of uh, props? Yes, uh, the lineup pretty much for uh, Paul Maurice. It's been pretty consistent here. Most games you got E2 cool, Loose lose to Renan still with Barkov on the top line, which means he's always a little worth a look, whether it's uh, not so shots on goal. Yes, but especially the point prop. Still undervalued there, in that department is uh, E2, uh, Cool Mint, Lusterinen, for sure. Uh, so that's a good prop to look at for the uh, Panthers uh, in this game. as goal prop is point prop, no question. I like the over here. I do. I mean, you're seeing this Montreal team now. They're starting to trend that way. L- defense is definitely suspect. Five of their last six games have gone over. Florida's starting to wake up offensively. Two straight games have gone over. Both of them, by the way, going to overtime, Chicago and Winnipeg. uh, Both of those games going over the total. Uh, It's been a high-scoring series history, six straight overs between the Canadians and Panthers head-to-head. So I definitely am on this over six-and-a-half here uh, between the uh, Canadians and the Panthers. Um, I'm tempted to do that old little bit on Montreal and a little bit on the draw as well. I mean, does, do we trust Florida to win easily right now? We just saw them go to overtime two straight. Uh, Montreal still putting up a feisty effort. Two of their last five games have gone beyond regulation. Three of Florida's last uh, seven ga- eight games rather, have gone beyond uh, regulation, including two straight. So I'm just going to do a little tiny Montreal money line draw split. Uh, in this game as well something that has become accustomed i'm not i'm now when it's a big dog alex i'm doing the draw, the money line underdog and the draw split i'm not missing out like i did with that chicago boston game that was a bad call on my point part to just go with the draw when it's a dog that size do a little split there make sure you get a little on that money line underdog as well with the draw that's what i'm going to do here it's just no faith no trust in florida winning easily even as minus 340 favorites right now what do you think here alex with this one habs panthers
0: yeah, if, if you're a pattern better or a trend better, I think that's a, a good way to roll with. Even if you're just betting just maybe even a quarter unit, but just splitting it amongst those two and just kind of keeping track, and, and you're talking about big plus prices on, on on either end, so it's a it's a good a good look to have. And even when you know doing that with smaller um, or bigger favorites, moving them to a smaller price in regulation, like we did with uh, the Islanders, that this is good theory to have in this last month of the season. You'll be able to chip away and find some some good picks. Just doing that alone, but with this matchup, this is going to be a live game for me. I like the over six and a half, but we're seeing it bump up to a dollar 25, dollar 30 everywhere. This might close at seven, so I want no part of six and a half uh, at this price. I can probably get six and a half at plus money once the game starts. We're talking about a seven, so uh, wait for anything if you like it over, wait in game. If you like an under, uh, to wait for those sevens and, and just lay the juice with an under seven as opposed to. Uh the plus money at six and a half, because I'm thinking this is going to move and close at seven. Sidewise, of course, nothing Florida 340 against anybody. That's uh, uh insane. So a sprinkle on the draw because of how tight these two teams play. And I think it'll be more of a it's not gonna be Montreal shuts things down and, and you know, Florida plays tight and it's two two. This will probably be this game is nuts and it's five five going in overtime because Florida's defense has not been able to keep uh Montreal at bay. So it's like I it. said, you can't trust Florida enough to, to back a side with them. You just have to look at a total. I'm going to go over, but I'm going to wait and grab it in game.
1: Yeah, it makes sense if you want to get a better number. A lot of streaks worth looking at. Uh, we've got Barkov's gone over his shots prop in seven straight games for the Panthers. We've talked about Barkov. He's a great shots on goal bet right now over because I think he feels we need the points and I've got to try to, you know, get involved and find the back of the net. I'm, I know I'm a playmaker and a great one. But man, I got to try to chip in and find the back of the net, score more goals as well. So he's shooting the puck a lot more. Uh, Barkov over his shots on goal prop in seven straight games uh, entering tonight for the uh, Panthers. Uh, What else have we got? But Kachuk's gone over his shots on goal in four straight. Same with Sam Bennett. Same with Montour. All and Plus, we're talking about going up against a team that gives up a lot of shots. So these are all good prop bets tonight. It's definitely one of those nights where you could see a lot of Florida Panthers players end up going over their shots on goal numbers. Reinhardt's a candidate uh, as well. Kachuk, Bennett, Barkov, Montour, Ekblad even. You could throw him in there. He's gone over in seven of his last 10 games over shots. Mike Matheson's the guy for Montreal. He's gone over seven of the last 10 uh, for them. So there's a lot of good uh, shots on goal numbers here tonight uh, in this game. This could be a good saves prop game for whoever's in net as well for Montreal, whether it's Allen or whether it's uh, Montembeau. Uh, Certainly they've been giving up shots lately, uh, no question. All right, next up, we've got Pittsburgh Penguins, New York Rangers. This is the second of three meetings between the teams in a one-week span. They played Sunday on TNT last weekend. They're playing tonight, and then they're playing on ABC, the Saturday night national television game also i believe in new york that game so uh, a lot of matchups between these two we've got the uh rangers here minus 135 home favorites six and a half being the uh, total uh, in this game the uh, penguins off that loss to the uh, montreal canadians where they caught looking ahead to these two back-to-back games with the rangers maybe maybe not but you know they're not assured of anything yet yeah they're in a better position now the number one wild card spot but they can't be uh, uh taking games off uh no question about that they've got to still look for ways to uh win these games even against below average competition and they did not get the job done obviously against Montreal we'll see if they can bounce back Rangers had a 5-3 win uh, against Washington but the uh, Rangers fell short to the Penguins 3-2 uh, in overtime uh, on Sunday uh, in that game in Pittsburgh this is one where I probably would look at a Ranger split with the draw potentially in this game because I do like the Rangers off the loss Sunday I think the Rangers bounce back here Uh, and uh, win this game, minus 135, the price uh, here. And uh, sprinkle on the draw because we have seen competitive games with these two teams. You go back, obviously, to uh, the two meetings this year. They were both one-goal games, 3-2 Pittsburgh in December, and, of course, 3-2 Pittsburgh last weekend uh, in overtime. So very, very real potential for the draw here as well. Uh, That's what I'm going to go with, a split between. And it's going to be one of those games where I go Rangers minus 135, half a unit, draw quarter unit just like we talked about with Islanders ducks on the show yesterday, where if the draw wins its profit, if the Rangers win its profit. So uh, that's definitely the way to uh, approach this. In my opinion here, as far as the total uh, is concerned, we did get an under. Uh, We did get an under in the uh, last meeting between these teams on Sunday with that three, two win for the penguins uh, in uh, overtime, but I'm not really looking to bet the Rangers unders right now with just the firepower they've got. This could be one where I, I lean over, but I'm going to wait to see if maybe start slow, get something better in game. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Penguins and Rangers, the second of three meetings this week. Yeah, the, the
0: animosity is going to build for sure, especially if they end up uh, somehow possibly meeting again in the postseason. It'll be uh, just as good as hopefully what we saw last year. That was a great series last year. But uh, this one I like to draw. I think this is going to just be one of those classic kind of playoffs atmosphere type of games we're going to see goals back and forth we're going to see a lot of penalties we're going to see a lot of hitting and checking and just good physicality it should be a fun game to watch but i think it's going to go past 60 so i got plus 345 on the draw
1: liking the uh, draw here in this one and as far as the props go uh for this uh, game there's definitely again another game with some options i'm going back to the well with jason zucker or jason zucker who finally you know held off the score sheet in the last game against montreal Uh, But still, I I think it's a situation where you can uh, get back on track with him uh, here in this game. He certainly still played great Uh, goal prop and point prop with worth a look. Uh, On the Pittsburgh side, uh, in terms of uh, players that are in a good recent form, how about Evgeny Malkin, six-game point streak, six-game assist streak? You know, If you believe in riding the streaks, and I do when it comes to player props, go with that. How about Patrick Kane? You talk about someone shooting the puck more? Four straight games over shots for Sir Patrick Kane. Uh, with the uh, New York Rangers, so uh, a prop option to consider uh, as well going into this game. latang has gone over his shots on four straight games. I think that's probably a a, a solid look as well uh, for this one. Ricard Raquel, shots on goal, point prop, heating up for the Penguins at the right time, no question. Uh, So Ricard Ricard, Raquel and Jason Zucker, if you're going to go with goal prop, point prop, shots on goal, good options, both of them uh, for sure, 100%. And I even go on the shots on goal department here in this game probably with Sidney Crosby. You know, I don't mind that at all, too, because one thing we're seeing out of Sid in these big-time games, he hasn't been necessarily playmaker nearly as much. Uh, the Rangers, by the way, he had eight shots on goal, eight shots on goal on Sunday uh, when these two teams played. So uh, it was a, a shooting gallery for Crosby uh, against the Rangers on Sunday afternoon. So his shots on goal prop might get there as well. So it's a good prop game. Uh, in my opinion, don't uh, for sure. All right, let's move on. We got Colorado and Ottawa. We've got uh, the ABS minus one thirty road favorite, six and a half the total. To me, this is a bet against type of spot for both teams. You know, you got Colorado at the end of this little Canadian West Eastern Canada swing, Montreal, Toronto, and they won the first two games, and they're on a back to back here after a big win and a big national TV game against a uh, another playoff bound team, the Leafs. I could definitely see Colorado tonight, maybe not laying an egg, but not playing their best here. But how do you back Ottawa? They're not playing well. They're struggling. They can't defend all of a sudden. Mad Sogard's not stopping a beach ball right now. And they're off a road trip, which, you know, first game home off a road trip is always a bit of a tricky spot. So this is one where I want zero part of either side, none at all. This is a this is as easy a stay away from a side perspective as there is for me on this entire Thursday card. These are yeah. These are teams I'd rather bet against in the spots they're in tonight rather than bet on them. Uh, so I do lean over. That's about it. I'll look at props if anything. What do you think here with this one, uh, Alex, with ABS Sends?
0: Yeah, and a big car like this, yeah, this is this is a, a trash betting game. Maybe throw a you know a tenner on the draw <laughs> because both teams need points. That's that's the only thing that, that kind of even stands out. But yeah, this could even this could go either way. It's a true, true coin flip game with extreme variance. So it's a pass.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Miko Rantanen with a, a very good game uh, last night for the uh, Avalanche, no question. Makar on a six game point streak. Rantanen on a five game point streak. Five game power play point streak for Miko Rantanen. And it cashed again last night against Toronto. I mean, we're talking about the power play points. You get great prices too, plus money with the power play point prop on Miko Rantanen. And that's five straight games now for him collecting. Uh, a power play point. Tim Stutzla has got a point in four straight games. McKinnon has a power play point in four straight games as well for the uh, Avs. McKinnon with an assist in three straight games. So you're talking about some uh, decent uh, looking uh, options here as far as the uh, prop market goes and t- and players that are basically in good form. Ranton, by the way, just a uh, point in eight of the last 10. Same with uh, Stutzlo Nichushkin was seven with points in seven of the last 10. So yeah, there's definitely some good options here if you're looking at. Uh, player props and players that are streaking at the moment. Uh, Batherson, by the way, over shots on goal might be worth a look here as well uh, tonight for uh, Ottawa uh, in this game. So some good options here, but uh, mostly a prop game for me rather than uh, looking at side or total. We don't have uh, goalies confirmed, I think, for both sides yet. Uh, We expect Mad Sogard for Ottawa. We can assume that. If it's Jonas Johansson and there is rumblings, it might be for Colorado tonight. That over definitely will get on my card. No question about that. If we see a confirmation that it's Jonas Johansson, but they have done Georgiev on back-to-back nights before. So I don't want to set it in stone that Jonas Johansson uh, is going to be the, uh, the starter for sure tonight uh, in this game. We do want to await a confirmation for that. All right, next up, Chicago and Nashville. Uh, it is the uh, uh, Predators minus 260 uh, home favorites in this game, six being the uh, total. Uh, I'll tell you what, Nashville is that little nap, that little wasp, that little you know thing you're trying to swat at it and get rid of it and it won't go away. That's what Nashville's doing, right? They're actually still in the hunt, believe it or not. They haven't given up on the playoff spot. They're still in the mix, even though they've traded away several key cogs and contributors to this team at the deadline. And now they've won three in a row, beating L.A., Anaheim, and Detroit to once again, like I said, keep those playoff uh, hopes alive you know, how realistic they are. I still don't think they're getting in, but they're still alive. They're still, you know, with a handful of points behind those two wild card spots uh, in the Western Conference. So, you know, there is still a team playing hard, playing with something at stake uh, right now. There's no question. So if I'm them, I would uh, keep it. Wow, holy shit. If you're a college basketball fan, Furman just nailed a three with two seconds left. Yes. and they have a one-point lead so there you go huge development a bad turnover by virginia holy shit welcome to march folks uh yeah uh, we are invested in the ncaa tournament if you will so if we do in, uh, interject with some ncaa tournament observations during the show uh It is what it is. We've Mm -hmm. got to do it. And for a moment like that, that's just, I can't believe for that guy's going to have nightmares. If they, if that's the shot that wins the game for Furman, that's a horrible turnover. Kihei Clark, my goodness, he's a senior Mm -hmm. too. He's the point guard. What a brutal decision that was anyway. Um, back to Chicago, Nashville. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm tempted by the draw here. I am. I mean, I know Nashville's still got a lot to play for, but let's not sleep on Chicago playing feisty competitive hockey, Alex. Look at these last four games. One goal lost to Detroit, overtime loss to Florida. That game was 1-1 with Tampa with a minute to go when the Lightning took the lead in that game that they lost. They beat Boston 6-3 as a huge underdog the other night. So this is definitely one where more than anything, rather than a side, rather than love into the total, one way or the other over or under it's just a couple bucks on the draw hopefully hit it it's a nice price like that's the nice thing about the draws in these chicago games you're always going to get a pretty good price because you're always talking about a massive favorite you know against this chicago team so the draw you can get it at plus 382 uh, right now at pinnacle very solid price A couple bucks on that it's about the extent of my uh what i'm looking at here side or total alex has chicago nashville
0: yeah, I'd say tread really lightly with that draw. I mean, it makes sense with the Hawks because they are playing feisty, but they do not play well against Nashville. They do not play well in Nashville. Pred sixteen and five last twenty-one meetings against the Hawks at home. Twenty-three and seven the last thirty. Uh, I'm gonna go with the first period over. you get getting a great price with that one and a half minus a dollar twenty-five. Mostly relying on Nashville to get the two goals in the first period. And I would look at Nashville team total as well. I think I think the Hawks no show on this one, and Nashville can kind of name their score here.
1: Furman has done it, a uh, 68-67 uh, win as they knock off Virginia. Uh, the first uh, yeah, pretty major upset. I'm not totally shocked by this one no, just no. because that's I, I had them going to my bracket, and four. I actually
0: had yeah. plus 500 money on
1: it. Yeah. Wow. How about that? Yeah. Furman uh, takes so. down of Virginia. Uh, absolutely terrific there. So uh, great job by Furman. K.A. Clark, though, is going to have nightmares. I'm telling you what, yeah.
0: he's going to have absolute nightmares
1: about what just happened there.
0: You know, also uh, just i'll just just throw it in uh college of charleston's another spot I like i think we might have two upsets those two teams would play each other in the next round Car- uh, charleston and Furman. so liking them that are uh, in their game as well
1: yeah that is unfortunate yeah he hate to see that it was just a hideous yeah. turnover though it was just absolutely atrocious man absolutely absolutely atrocious uh that turnover i don't know what he was looking at but it was so basically and but it allowed Plus, they have to scramble on defense. They're not set, and it led to a wide-open three. So uh, that ends up being the win for Furman there. So I like the – getting back to hockey here, I like the draw. uh looks like in the first period over here in this one. It looks like we're going to have a staylock and Soros uh, goalie matchup. It yeah. is confirmed on both sides. staylock for Chicago, Soros for uh, Nashville. Uh, Staloc, the uh, – you know, he came back from his uh, recent absence. He actually didn't play that bad. He actually did get a shutout, if you'll remember, against Ottawa in one of these games. But he did give up three-plus in the other games, Boston, Detroit, and Arizona. So, you know, it, 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 probably more along the lines of he probably will give up some goals here. So we'll see. Uh, this uh, this over, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to get it. If I find a five-and-a-half with the over, I'll be jumping in on that live at uh, the five-and-a-half. All right. Uh, and by the way, prop-wise, Taylor Radish, ladies and gentlemen. You got to, you got to take it. I mean, if there's someone that's going to score tonight for Chicago, it's going to be him. I mean, he is feeling it. He is heating up at the, uh, well, at a, I wouldn't say the right time because I, I don't know if this is the right time for anybody to heat up offensively for Chicago because I don't know if winning games is something they should be doing, but yeah. they have been doing it. But Taylor Radish has been playing great. Uh, for the uh, Blackhawks absolutely it's been heating up he has points in three straight games he has uh I believe goals in three straight games as well for the uh black no he just has points but no he's been very good for uh, Chicago uh, get on the goal prop get on the point prop for Taylor radish for Nashville for Chicago Thomas Novak is the guy for Nashville I mean three games with a point in a row three games with a goal uh, in a row for the uh, predators so if you're if you really want to isolate it down to one player on both teams that's just Really feeling it offensively right now. It's Taylor Radish for Chicago. It's Thomas Novak for Nashville. I think definitely props for those two players are worth a look uh, in this one tonight. All right, here's a fascinating one to talk about. Boston and Winnipeg. Bruins minus 165, road favorites, six the total. The only hang-up I have, and believe me, this is jet pass, as I've mentioned. I'm not looking to back Boston right now. They've hit their first full, full-on malaise of the season. You know, this is where the dog days have hit the Bruins finally, where the reality sinks in that. Hold on now. I know we've had this great season. We busted our tail to have this historic season, but it's it's a grind now. A lot of games. They have played high level hockey. It's probably worn them down a bit and they realize, hey, nobody's catching us. We're going to win the division. We're going to win the number one overall seed in the East. We're going to win the president's trophy. And it's hard to pump yourself up to play your best hockey night in, night out. You know, in these situations. So I don't want Boston, but the issue with the Jets is off the road trip, you know, and it was a road trip with three very intense hockey games Florida, overtime, one goal win against Tampa, you know, back and forth with Carolina the other night, three really good teams, and you're back home. And I know for a fact Winnipeg has had some utter disasters first home game off road trips this year. I've, I remember that Buffalo game, they had nothing in the tank. There was another game of Philadelphia. At home, they came home, and they were awful in that game against the Flyers off a road trip. So that's the problem. I want to take Winnipeg. I I don't have any qualms going against Boston laying these kind of prices at the moment, but this is not a pro-jet spot by any stretch of the imagination either. So probably a game I'm off and just wait to see how it uh, unfolds early uh, during the first period, and maybe we'll go in with something live from that point on. Uh, The one thing I will bet pregame is our guy Nino Niederreiter. Uh, you just got to keep going with it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Nino has been magnificent here for the uh, Winnipeg uh, Jets. It goes without saying. Uh, he has been uh, a great, great add to this team. He's fit in nicely. He has four goals in, five game, in his last five games, and he enters this game on a seven-game point scoring streak for the Winnipeg Jets as well. So it's a double end. Nino do need a rider prop time once again. That's uh, been our go
0: to for uh, me the last few Winnipeg games. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Bruins Jets. This is one where I would actually probably split between Bruins first period puck line and Bruins regulation. I already have the first period puck line locked in uh, a lay and a half ago, plus 160, but I might sprinkle on, on regulation as well. And I think like I said, it's hard to fathom this Bruins team losing three in a row, even though they are like sick, just kind of, you know, uh, putting it on cruise control basically the rest of the way. But the thing that really kind of shapes up, and Alex in the chat has mentioned this the last couple of days, I kind of talked about it too. The way that this sets up is they finish up this game tonight, they come into town here in St. Paul tomorrow. They have a day tomorrow to be here in downtown St. Paul where there just ha- happens to be the St. Patrick's Day Parade. There happens to be college hockey. It's going to be a lot of things going on, where there's just really not that many things going on for visiting teams when they come into town during the course of a season. I don't know, maybe this might be a spot to look against Boston when they play at 1 o'clock on Saturday. Not really sure, but as far as this game, I think they play well here, take care of business, and I think they might be relaxing and looking a little bit ahead to what's coming up in the next 48 hours. So I'm on Boston here. It'll be really interesting to see what happens with this game and how they look Saturday afternoon.
1: sorry we're muted uh definitely it's going to be interesting to see how it unfolds uh moving forward uh you know because at some point don't you have to get some kind of you know, you know response or something better out of the, the the bruins you would think so that at some point you're going to see it from them but definitely we have not consistently uh seen it from them the last few games just like i say there's just it's hard to you know get that motor running right now if you're the uh if you're the uh, boston bruins and uh, winnipeg's desperate winnipeg's trying to hang on and that urgency will be there but again the winnipeg jets have had some utter bombs you know in terms of home performances off a road trip and that really really scares me here because if boston's even if boston plays 80 percent, you know well tonight they'll probably win you know because this Tricky little spot here for the Jets tonight. So interesting game. Very fascinating, very intriguing. Interested to see how it plays out. All right. That is the first half of the Thursday card. Thanks to everyone for joining us. 145 live viewers on YouTube. Hit the like button. We appreciate it very much. And shout out to our podcast listeners as well. Joining us as the always on the Ice Guys show. We'll be back with the second half of this massive Thursday NHL card right after we hear from Gramco.
0: Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Gramco. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, court, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 THC products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products, including vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake and bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you. Gramco is also available at many American retailers as well. You can get the best Delta cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. And if you visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you will get 20% off of every order. And any order that's on the site over $50 will be shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today.
1: All right, we're back here on the Ice Guys show and we roll along on this Thursday card to to Dallas and Edmonton. Edmonton minus 140, home favorite six and a half being the uh, total here. Dallas. Uh, losing, of course, to the Vancouver Canucks Tuesday night as this uh, very long road trip continues for them. Uh, we'll see if they can uh, bounce back. They have been pretty good off a loss. Edmonton off the 6-3 to victory against the uh, Ottawa Senators uh, the other night. Uh, solid performance there after they lost 7-4 to Toronto at the end of that road trip, so they avoid that first home game uh, struggle, but uh, definitely the Oilers team offensively right now. There's no question. They are feeling it. Make no mistake about it. Going back to, uh, here in the month of March, this is what they've scored. Five, six, five, three, three, seven, six. I mean, they are just absolutely on fire offensively right now at this point in time. And uh, we know Dallas is on this crazy overrun, Alex. It's hard not to look at the over here. It just is. I hate to be broken record here, but the oilers are scoring. Dallas has trended over the total Now, make sure you shop around for six and a half. There are a couple of books that have seven. So if you like this over, grab the six and a half like I will uh, and lay the price or take a shot, wait for a scoreless first five minutes and look for something better. Take your chance that maybe we could get the uh, two netminders here. Skinner, Stuart Skinner for Edmonton and presumably Jake Ottinger for Dallas uh, putting up a zero at least in the uh, first uh, five minutes of the game. But I do like this over. I lean Dallas a little bit as a dog. I do, just because they're off a loss and that they're going to want to play a little bit better. Uh, I could see definitely this game uh, being one where the stars step up and get the win. And kind of for, for Edmonton here after, you know, bouncing back uh, against Toronto and beating Ottawa, sometimes you don't always get that game-to-game home consistency in particular. Because I'll say this about Edmonton again, you know, other than Toronto and Winnipeg back-to-back, back-to-back home wins have been a rarity this year for Edmonton. So just be careful. And of course, you got the stars looking to play better off, off that loss. So I, I do think maybe a small look at Dallas as a plus at a plus price might be worth a look. They are banged up a little bit. Marchmont and Sagan uh, are out for them, but Edmonton's got injuries too, and, and the big one being Zach Hyman, uh, who is uh, out who was out Tuesday against uh, Ottawa. Last second, didn't take the ice for warmth. Now they won without him, uh, but uh, he may be out tonight again as well. And look, Dallas a little bit more of a difficult opponent uh to, to beat then Ottawa right now. So uh, I like the over for sure. I'm going to look at some I pro- lean Dallas. I'm going to look at some props here uh, in this game as well. Miro Heiskanen has a point in eight straight games. Put that in on your card in some way either if you want to bet it on its own or do you want to look at it and you know some kind of uh, point parlay, you can do that. Miro Heiskanen five straight games with an assist. Uh, also, uh, definitely a good look there. We've seen him trend that way. McDavid has gone over his shots on goal prop a lot lately. Uh, and you might want to keep going with that. That has been a good one. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl, uh, as, and Haskin and Haskinen have gone over their shot props in three straight games, uh, for the, uh, uh, for their respective teams. Rope hints on a point streak of eight of his last 10 with a point. Wyatt Johnston Man, he just continues to be the underrated uh, property right now as far as props go for Dallas. Wyatt Johnston just continues to be productive. Points in eight of the last 10 games, multiple goals during that span. Uh, So definitely some good looks here as far as the uh, props go. Uh, Pavelski's been shooting more and been more productive lately. Ben's starting to heat up. So you know it's just one of those games where you could really sprinkle uh, the board, share the wealth, if you will. Uh, You've got a lot of different players that are in uh, excellent offensive form right now on both sides coming into uh, this game, including, of course, for the uh, Dallas Stars. Make no mistake about that. Uh, And Dodonov, don't even sleep on him. Now, the last game uh, against uh, Vancouver, he was held off the score sheet, but he did have five points in the three games before that. So Evgeny Dodonov was playing pretty well before the Vancouver game. He definitely could uh, get back on the score sheet tonight as well. So slew of Dallas Stars, because they're getting balanced contributions right now that make for appealing prop uh options uh what do you think here in this one alex dallas edmonton
0: it's funny i was actually talking about this particular matchup to somebody a couple weeks ago and i was saying about how this would be really fun if these two teams met in the playoffs thinking about the great matchups these two teams had in the mid 90s and todd marchant
1: uh, in overtime to upset dallas that year before they actually won the cup in 99. Exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah and and the person i talked to was maybe like six years younger than me and had no idea what the fuck i was talking about And it was just really funny just uh, like I said, you know, that's a lost uh, rivalry. That was a, a really good series. And, and you know, they had history during the regular season as well, too. And I just think it would be really fun to see these two teams meet up again. But I think this is going to be a good game. I like the over here as well. I would wait in game even at six and a half. Uh, I think you, you could wait at least a, enough time to get this down to plus money at six and a half. Or like I said, if it had a seven, then you can grab six and a half at really any place, uh, thirty or cheaper. So that's the way I'm approaching that. I think this is going to be a good back and forth game. Uh, and like I said, we're not fully confirmed right that it's Ottinger because it could be Wed- Wedgewood, which yes. that would kind of steer me a little bit away from Dallas' side. If it's Ottinger, I'm, I'm always way more comfortable betting Dallas with Ottinger in that than I am with Wedgewood. But uh, I think I'm just going to stay with looking for an in game total at a plus price of six and a half. Hopefully, we can go even further. We can get a, a five and a half, and I'll lay a, a price with five and a half to get it uh, to go over there.
1: All right, exactly. I mean, uh, you could bet. Like, uh, I'm, 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 I'm worried about that one nothing goal, Alex. Two minutes into the hockey game. That's why right. I'm on yeah. over six oh, and a yeah. half already. Yeah,
0: I'm, yeah, and I'm that, this is, that this is this is a game. That's why I say, yeah, five and a half. I'm, I'm, I would be really greedy and get really lucky at that. My, my objective would be looking for six and a half at, like I said, should even land a dollar five. Would be would be my buy price because yeah I don't I don't want to get get uh, stuck out in the cold with that one and this could be a game where we might see a goal maybe three four minutes in that is always a sneaky suspicion but uh like I said and once again that's also the Wedgwood factor too I think Wedgwood's a bit more susceptible is he ready to, to go because go he's day to day
1: that's the thing too and if it's yeah. not, and if Wedgwood doesn't go you gotta assume it's gonna be Ottinger uh, for sure right. I don't think they'd put Matthew Murray uh, back in net again I don't it's, think so yeah. yeah yeah I think it's gonna be Ottinger I think it'll be
0: Ottinger but just hold off on it because we don't know for yeah. sure yet. So then yeah so then we so then i, I feel comfortable enough to to wait in game on six and a half if it's yeah. let me
1: just see is it confirmed yeah it is actually confirmed is, okay. right, so to, yeah just, there we go so yeah, yeah. So, I'll just, be, so
0: i'll wait in game officially for
1: that yeah yeah we do have ottinger which is kind of what i expected so there we go ottinger that means uh yeah we'll uh, wait in game for that uh live over and I, and I think i'll put on something on dallas here plus 120. not a bad price they're playing well should get a good effort from them after losing to Vancouver. So uh, definitely, and when they see Vegas and all these other teams too that are are win- winning and playing well in that Western Conference race, you know they know they want to keep winning too. Uh, the Dallas uh, Stars and Minnesota in particular, because Minnesota is right on their behind uh, for first in the uh, Central Division uh, right now. So the onus is on Dallas get back on track after beating or losing to Vancouver the other night. Speaking of Vancouver, great segue. Uh, they play the Arizona Coyotes tonight. Uh, Vancouver minus 145 to minus 150. A road favorite, six and a half being the a total uh, in this one. I mean, the Canucks are playing well, Alex. we got to give them their props and their due right now. I mean, it's been a nice run. It's been five straight victories. All of them, though, at home. Okay, so can they take this act with them on the road now? Uh, but five straight wins. They sweep the homestand. Actually, five and one on the homestand. They lost the first game against Minnesota. But uh, after that, uh, beating Toronto nashville anaheim ottawa dallas i think that's what's impressive about the five game win streak only anaheim is a sister of the poor you know everybody else is either in the playoffs or battling for a playoff spot right now so you definitely have to give vancouver some credit playing better i don't want to step in front of them but arizona's got some kind of magic going at the mullet again you know they had a little bit of a downward uh, swoon there for a bit but here they are now ramping up their play and their and their and their ability to win hockey games again here at Mullet Arena, four straight home wins for the Arizona coyotes uh, and four and one in their last five games overall. The only loss being an overtime loss to Colorado. So let's not lose sight of them playing some decent hockey the last five games as well, just like Vancouver. So it's a tricky side. You know you got two should be bad teams. You know, it's probably better for their respective fan bases to lose than win, but don't tell that to the players because there's jobs at stake. There's roster spots. And that's the thing. You've always said it, Alex. It's, it's right. And I agree with it. The management wants to tank. You know, the front office wants to tank. Players don't give two shits about tanking. They're playing yeah. for jobs, they're playing for roster spots, they're playing for bigger contracts uh, moving forward. Uh, and that's, I think, what you're getting in a lot of aspects with the play of the Canuck players and the Coyotes players. Uh, right now that effort level because they want to show that they can be full-time nhl players uh, moving forward so uh, this is a game where it's going to be more props for me and it's going to be barrett hayton for arizona it's going to be the usual suspects in terms of who's been Michelli. i think you got to look at this Michelli kid for uh, arizona at least for a point McBain has stepped it up for them jack McBain, that is barrett hayton matthias michelle uh, those are the undervalued, uh, you know, value-laden player prop options, in my opinion, right now for Arizona. Obviously, Clayton Keller's on fire right now, but you don't get that same price uh, with his props as you do, like I say, Hayton and uh, Michelli, Matthias Michelli, and Jack McBain, among others. You know, on the Vancouver side, it's hard not to just keep rocking with, you know, Garland and Bovillier and Kuzmenko. I mean, those three players in particular have been magnificent, uh, you know, under Rick Tockett, and especially of late, They've played extremely well, uh, all of them. So I think they're all pretty solid prop options for the uh, Vancouver Canucks tonight in terms of goal points, goal props and point props. So definitely a very good uh, type of uh, player prop game and a game where I think we have the potential to see goals. I still view Arizona as a team I'd rather bet over than under, Alex, because of just how many shots they give up. 41, 42, 40, 42, 40, 44, 34, 45 shots in the last eight games. That's what they've allowed to the opponent, consistently 40-plus. Rubber like you couldn't fucking believe for their goaltenders to have to deal with uh, every single night. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see who deals with it tonight. Is it going to be Vamalka Is it going to be Ingram? Whoever it is that the oversaves prop, it's probably not a bad look. Now, we do get concerned sometimes with Vancouver. They're not exactly always a consistent high-volume shots for type of team. So can they take advantage of this Arizona team that hemorrhages shots on goal allowed? Maybe not as much as some, but I think it's still worth a look. I mean, just because of the sheer volume that they give up in terms of shots, Arizona, to look at another saves prop tonight, whoever's in net, be it Vamalka or Ingram. And it looks like right now it's actually not going to be either. Uh, It's going to be Ivan Prosvetov uh, in net here uh, for the uh, Arizona Coyotes tonight. So there you go. I'm trying to see why the the reason for that is. But, uh, yeah, I think it's because one of them, uh, is uh, out and unavailable. No, it's actually they've got three goalies on the
0: uh, team right yeah. now on the uh, uh, roster. <laughs> and- oh, I was just going to yeah. mention that this this tweet that I saw earlier uh, from Craig Morgan says uh, Andre trigony said Ivan Prosvitov will start in goal tonight and he will remain with the team until the end of the season, not return back to Tucson. So, not sure what exactly that's about. Maybe there there is some injury concern or something, or maybe they just want to rotate all three goalies. And, you know, they have yeah. the opportunity to do that. Just yes, they
1: sure do, uh, and that's going to be interesting to see uh, if how he played. He played actually, he played recently, actually for in, for in a game for the Coyotes, and he was very good in it against Nashville uh, in a recent uh, victory that he had in goal for the uh, Coyotes. Uh, played very well, in fact. Uh, if you actually look at the uh, stats here for uh, Prozvatov in that game, uh, he was very strong for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Uh, it was a four to one win uh, over the uh, Nashville Predators. Of course, he, st- he faced the standard forty shots on goal that the uh, Arizona Coyotes give up, but he only gave up one goal uh, on those uh, 40 shots uh, against Nashville. It was a very good performance uh, from him. Uh, That was back on March the 9th, so a week ago. He faced the uh, Predators and he looked pretty good, so uh, we'll see if that carries over. That might keep me off the over, too, because he he did play well. Uh, Vancouver is trying to play better defensive hockey, and they have. It went over the other night because they scored. Don't know if that'll be the case tonight if Prosphotov's is good, but Maybe it can because of just the shot volume they've given up. So, I like I said, I lean over, but I'm a little hesitant, little hesitant here in this game. All right, next up we've got Calgary and Vegas, uh, the uh, Vegas Golden Knights and the Flames. Even money here, uh, minus one ten, uh, both sides, and the total is at six, shaded to the over. I'd be all over Vegas if this was not them off a long road trip out east. I mean, that's the one thing that does bother me about this spot for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights but they are obviously the team that's in better form right now than the uh, Calgary Flames. Calgary had another one of their classic moments uh, against Arizona Tuesday night losing in overtime, tons of shots right at the crest and the chest of the goalie as we've said repeatedly, uh, that's been their issue, the lack of finish, the lack of just that high-level skill to finish off a play, finish off a scoring chance. It's just really been lacking much of the season here for the uh, Calgary Flames. Um but they are desperate they need points they might be able to jump on vegas i could see an i could see calgary first period or first goal you know maybe being something to consider in this game i could see a. I could see a slow start for vegas i could see a you know a, a definitely a desperation sense of urgency from calgary after only getting a point against the arizona coyotes in their previous game knowing that they're still trailing winnipeg edmonton and all the other teams right now that are uh, above them for Uh, The two wildcard spots uh, in the uh, Western Conference right now. So I think if you look at this uh, game here, Calgary might pounce on Vegas early. But do I trust them, you know, for a full 60 minutes when, you know, Vegas is the team in much better form and they have played well. They're seven and one Vegas in their last eight games. Uh, They uh, obviously had a nice four and one road trip. They won all games except the Florida game, which was only a two to one loss. And they did actually play well on the homestand before that road trip. They beat Carolina, New Jersey, and Montreal, uh, three straight uh, home games. Yeah, the Calgary Sternums is what I call them. They're not the Flames anymore, Cheshire Cat. They're the Calgary Sternums because that's the only body part they know of to shoot the puck at on the opposing goalie, the Sternum. You know, that's that that's that's why they're the Calgary Sternums right now. Uh, right, and Like I said on the uh, BetCast the other night. So Calgary Sternums, maybe early in the game, first period, uh, they get the first goal. I could see a Flames first period money line look being uh, some, be a tangible, solid angle to work with, but I don't know if I could back them full game. And I know I don't really love Vegas in this spot off the road trip, so I might like I say look at a Calgary first period for something small. But other than that, probably a pass. Con, uh, Alex, what do you think here? Calgary Vegas.
0: I like well. First, first off, I do like the draw in Arizona and uh, Vancouver. Uh, but yep. secondly i like i like this first period over i want to grab it live i could lay a 140 but i think we could wait and grab a dollar ten, $1. fifteen in this and like i said calgary could press a little early but i'm also going to be looking at quick uh over saves i've seen 29 and a half at most shops around a dollar eight to a dollar ten so i'm going to be on that as well because like i said you know calgary the shot quality has been piss poor they've, they've been you know getting them off in bunches but nothing uh uh to write home about so i think they might be able to get one early but i think vegas could get one early as well so maybe we looking at both teams to score first period i know that should be plus money if we're seeing that slow of a of a one and a half so i'll go first period over and both teams to score in the first period uh and then a little bit on Jonathan quick over saves for 29 and a half
1: yeah and it is by the way for sure jonathan quick and net we assume markstrom for calgary because i think he they're just going to roll with him now for as much as possible he is playing better Arizona uh, game aside where maybe it wasn't nearly as good, but before that he certainly uh, was playing great. And, uh, you know, as far as this game, you know, we talk about Calgary racks up the shots on goal. And normally I say, yeah, let's bet a lot of shots on goal props for Calgary. And they have had 37, 39 and 45 shots in the last three games. But, you know, Vegas usually is a team that keeps the shots on goal a little bit less. Although I will say they've given up thirties and shots in uh, five straight games uh, coming into tonight. So, I'd still look at the usuals, you know, Toffoli, Backlund, you know who the usual cast. Lindholm is starting to shoot again. Actually, Lindholm might be a little undervalued. I noticed he's had a little upward trajectory in his shot props uh, of late. So uh, keep that in mind for uh, Calgary uh, going into this game. Yeah, Lindholm now, five straight games, he's gone over two and a half shots. So that's probably a good option, in my opinion. Uh, Elias Lindholm, I think he's now the value uh, shots on goal prop because you're laying big juice with Toffoli and Backland, you know, the players that have been going over the shot props a lot, uh, and you could go in a different direction here and still get Petrangelo to get a point. We've talked about how oh, that's been good. Theodore's chipped in points from the blue line for Vegas. Uh, those are not bad uh, options here as far as uh, props go uh, in this game. Backland on a three-game point streak uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. Marcia So on a four-game point streak uh, for the uh, Golden Knights as well. Uh, Riley Smith on a six-game point streak for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. So he has really <clears throat> stepped up his offensive game of late, uh, no question. Uh, so there's definitely some good prop options here uh, in this game for shots on goal, goal prop, and
0: point props as well. And, you know, a good little kind of small parlay, if, if you're looking for something like that tonight, I would go with that first period over and quicks over save. That's a plus 231 right now, I bet on all right, there you go. Just to get a little sweeten the to sweeten the
1: pot a little bit, yeah. get a little bigger bang for your buck. Uh, definitely not a bad option to consider there uh, to get the uh, price up and, a little and bit. And something
0: to keep in mind, too, for those of you, like you said, a lot of people probably, you know, watching basketball and hockey today. So live wages may be, you know, kind of tough for some folks if you're juggling between two sports and, and all these different games. So if you aren't going to be able to bet live, uh, and grab that price on, a, on a, with the one and a half cheaper, I'd say that'd be the better option tied with, uh, with the quick over saves.
1: All right. Uh, next up here, we've got the uh, Seattle Kraken and the San Jose Sharks. Seattle minus 170, uh, road favorites in the Shark Tank. Uh, the total six and a half here uh, in this game. Uh, interesting matchup here. We'll see who's in uh, goal here, but we expect it to be uh, James Reimer for San Jose, projected to be Philip Grubauer. Uh, in net here for the, uh, Seattle Kraken. Uh, but again, that hasn't been confirmed yet. I would expect it to be Martin Jones is certainly is. We knew it was going to happen, right? You had to have known it was going to, that's why I was being cautious about that great first half he had, uh, of the season. I'm like, hold on now. This is still Martin Jones. Can we let him get through till April playing this well? And of course he is no longer playing that this well, uh, for Seattle, his play has gone downward. So I expect Grubauer to be in net here for the, uh, uh, cracking tonight in this game. You look at this spot for Seattle, three straight losses at home against Ottawa and two against Dallas. They didn't play well. They, their offense got stymied a little bit by the Stars uh, in the last two home losses that they had. I mean, they need to stop the bleeding and this is as much of an opponent as they're going to this is a good as good of an opponent as they're going to get to stop the bleeding. So I'm on Seattle in regulation here, minus 114. And you know what I also like is that the last time they played San Jose, They got shut out in this building for nothing. Uh, I think they know they've got to be a whole hell of a lot better uh, here tonight against the uh, San Jose Sharks. I think they will. They know this is a game can't screw around because it's not going to get any easier, Alex. They got Edmonton back home on Saturday night. And then they go on the road at Dallas, who they've had trouble with now in back-to-back home games, and then at Nashville, who are still in the mix. So this is the game. They've got to get it. This is a game you've got to get two points. Simple as that. Have to. You're better than this San Jose team. San Jose's lost four in a row, albeit they took Columbus to overtime, but it was pond hockey, no defense in that game. Uh, they've lost four in a row, one and nine uh, in their last ten games. We know Timo Meyer, among others, dealt away at the trade deadline. You got to get this game, and in fact, I'm going to double up here. Seattle first period puck line, and in regulation, uh, I'm going to go with both of them here. I feel I feel this is their spot. Uh, I'm not, you know, putting this Seattle team in the garbage dump yet just because of a couple of losses at home against a good Dallas team. This is the spot for them. Rise up, get it done. I'm going to go with them, plus 150, first period puck line, minus a half, and also minus 114 in regulation here. Uh, Alex, what do you think? Kraken, Sharks.
0: Yeah, I mean, I get it. You're absolutely right. This should be a, you know, a, a step-up moment for Seattle. It's kind of like it was like I said, last night with that Islander game. It should be, you know, you got to come out guns blazing here. So I would look at that first period puck line, I don't know if I trust them enough to go with that regulation. So I would also look at the team total over three and a half. just right now minus a dollar twenty minus a dollar twenty five. So same theory, but just kind of protecting myself from if they do blow it late and, and lose this game or it goes ot, I, I don't have any skin in it. I just hope the cash get four goals and hopefully get get out of that first period with a lead.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, you know what? And that's the one thing that I could have done last night with Buffalo because everything was tied up in money line. Could have done a Buffalo team total over three and a half, and that would have hit even though they lost the game. So I might even do that just a little security if they lose the game, but score four goals. You know, at least we don't lose every dollar value, a dollar uh, that we have on the uh, the team as as a whole, like we did with Buffalo last night against Washington. So yeah, props. Yeah, McCann to score a goal, get a point. Over shots on goal on Jared McCann too, because he's definitely been trending over shots on goal uh, as well. Six of his last seven games, he's gone over his shot prop. So, yeah, Jared McCann for sure. I'm coming back to the well with Dunn. Vince Dunn is just remarkable right now uh, for the uh, Seattle Kraken. Ten straight with a point for him. Ten straight games for Vince Dunn with a point. This is the new Dawson Mercer now that his streak has been snapped. It's Vince Dunn now, and it's minus 150, so you're starting to see the price increase a little bit, but still going to lay it even though it's minus 150. Ten-game point streak for Vince Dunn for the uh, Seattle Kraken coming into this uh, game tonight. Got to ride it at this point, uh, especially when I've been on it for a bunch of uh, games in a row now coming into this game. Ellie Tolvanen actually has gone over his shots on goal prop in six straight. Tomas Hurdle with a point in three straight. If you're going to look at someone for uh, San Jose, it's him and Barabanov. They're the two guys that are really the only two guys that consistently are contributing up front for the uh, Sharks right now. Hurdle and uh, Barabanov, although Eric Carlson, I should point out, he comes into this game having gone uh, over a shot prop in three straight games. He's shooting the puck more. I think it's because of the absence of Meyer and some forward firepower. They say he's probably figures, hey, I got to shoot it more, get more offense from the back end. So he's gone over a shot prop, Eric Carlson, uh, in uh, three straight games over two and a half. So I'd look in that direction possibly as well. Barabanov and hurdle props if you're going to bet anyone on San Jose. William Eklund. I've mentioned him. He hasn't exactly gotten it rolling fully yet offensively until the last game against Columbus, where he did finally get on the score sheet, not only on the score sheet, but scored a goal for the uh, San Jose Sharks. So uh, definitely, um, you know, Eklund to me is someone to keep an eye on, not only tonight, but moving forward here for the uh, San Jose Sharks. And like I said, Seattle's definitely got some good options. I kind of feel too tonight that uh, Wenberg, steps up and makes an impact too for the uh, Seattle crack. And he's been kind of quiet lately, uh, but I think I could see him uh, getting on track here tonight against this, uh, obviously, San Jose team, which should allow Seattle chances to get back on track offensively. All right, final game of this massive Thursday card, Columbus Blue Jackets, Los Angeles Kings, LA minus 290 home favorite, six and a half the total in this game. I am so frustrated that Todd McClellan's gone the route of Phoenix Copley for this game. I thought it was just... Slam dunk to give Jonas Corposalo the start against his former team. He'd be chomping at the bit. He's played great since becoming a member of the LA Kings in limited action. And just a you know, small sample size, but he's been very good for the uh, LA Kings. I don't know for sure they'd give him this start against his former team, but it will be Phoenix Copley uh, in net for the uh, Kings tonight. Daniil Tarasov gets another start for the Jackets. Now, they played no defense in front of him, but at the same time, he didn't play great either against uh, San Jose in that 6-5 game. Uh, the other night they won, but they uh, obviously outscored the Sharks to get the win in that game. I think I would probably in this game, if I were to look at anything here uh, between the uh, Jackets and the Kings, I was looking at a Jack. If, if it was Corpus Salo, and this is not a bet I make a lot, but if it had been Corpus Salo in this game starting, who's in playing well, playing his former team, so you know he'll be hyped up for it, I would have actually bet the Jackets team total under uh, in this game. I really would have been on that for sure. Now, it might still hit. It's not like Copley's a bad goalie. He's had an excellent season. He's had a very good season. He's a big reason why the Kings are where they are in the standings. But I thought situationally, the prospects of Jonas Corpusalo facing his former team was going to deliver one hell of a great performance for him in net against his former team. And we're not going to get a chance to see that now. But nevertheless, I think L.A. should win this hockey game. Uh, one thing we have seen from L.A. Uh, is their offense got back on track after that 2-1 lackluster showing against Nashville, and they beat the uh, Islanders 5-2. They have Vancouver on Saturday night, so it's not like it's a let look-ahead spot of any kind uh, for the um, L.A. Kings uh, going into this game tonight. So I'm probably going to be- look at an over-team total on the L.A. Kings Now, it is four and a half at some books, so you're going to definitely have to shop around for this. You could do the Bet MGM option, for at a better price where it's close to even money. You could go that route, but uh, that's probably the way I would attack it as far as a pregame uh, side or total. And then props for this game. Uh, Lion A is certainly the guy I would look at for Columbus if there is someone uh, that you're going to bet on there from their standpoint for uh, player props tonight. He is on a six-game point streak for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, Victor Arvidsson, if you want shots on goal streaks, he's gone over his shots on goal seven straight games for the Kings. So uh, Victor Arvidsson over shots on goal worth a look. dano has gone over his shots on goal prop in five straight games. Lion a in four straight games. Velarde has a point in three straight games. Kent Johnson might be someone you look at too for the Jackets. Three straight games with a point for him. For Velarde, I would go not just with the point prop, the goal prop too. We've talked about Gabe Velarde here the last couple of games. He's starting to look like October and November. Gabe Villardi all over again, red hot offensively. So those are the props I would target. Trevor Moore, yeah. I mean, Trevor Moore is someone that uh, kind of forgotten. Uh, obviously, someone that uh, missed some time uh, for a bit this season due to injury. He's been back, though, three games, and he's got a goal and two points in those three games. So I don't hate that look at all, Cheshire Cat, Trevor Moore uh, for the uh, L.A. Kings maybe in some kind of prop for this game as well. Goal or point prop. All right, what do you think here in this one, Alex? Final game on the card,
0: Jackets-Kings. Yeah, like I said, I was bummed out that Corpus Alli gave the start too. We were thinking the exact same thing. I was looking for – probably looking for Kings' first period puck line, even laying the price, and also, like I said, Blue Jackets under saves. I
1: like Tom McClellan knows his team. I get it, but I'm just very yeah. surprised. A peculiar yeah.
0: decision. Yeah. Yeah. So, with this now, I'm probably going to wait and just make this a live betting game, honestly. It just just uh, – Maybe hope for Columbus to try to get a goal early and try to get Kings, you know, live at a cheaper price on the money line or even regulation at a cheaper price, and uh, hope for you know a back and forth battle. Kings should win this game. Uh, I, I don't see where the Jackets could really kind of press and pull an upset off here, but maybe they, you know, have some energy early and the Kings can counter it. So that's what I'm hoping for. And like I said, it's a big card. I don't want to just dive into a lot of stuff, and especially for me. I got basketball going on too. So this is a humongous day of betting. I'll be I'll be playing it even smaller than usual with some of these live bets. This one may not even make it to, to the card, so it's a pass for the show. Might look for something again.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: It's just one of those days. I mean, especially with all day, all night
1: NCAA tournament basketball. Uh, if you're into it, certainly it's a busy day. If you're not, and look, I've, I know a lot of my buddies. They're hockey fans. They're not college basketball fans, so they right. they don't give two shits that Charleston's <laughs> playing San Diego State right now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, again, so it's, it's person by person, case by case, obviously. But, yeah, obviously, uh, busy times. Uh, no question about that with what we're seeing here as far as the uh, NCAA tournament March Madness ongoing. Uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in. We kept a fairly brisk pace uh, today, 80 minutes for 11 games. That's pretty good. Uh, in terms of the pace we've run here for this thursday show hit the like button on the way out we appreciate it very much we will be and by the way patreon.com slash ice guys just ten dollars a month goalie charts totals charts power ratings daily ice guys show betting card bonus content and more Uh, check it out sign up and subscribe just ten dollars a month that's the way you help support the show patreon.com slash ice guys just ten
0: dollars a month also if you hit a big march madness uh underdog on the money line take some of that money and shop at the Ice Guys store, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. We've got hats, we've got T-shirts, we've got cool hoodies. Grab all that right now, iceguys.myspreadshop.com.
1: Absolutely. All right, great stuff. Uh, That is the Thursday slate. We will be back, as always, to wrap things up with Best Bets right after we hear from Manscaped support for the ice guys is brought to you by manscaped who is the best in men's below the waist grooming their products are precision engineered tools for your family jewels manscapes performance package the ultimate men's hygiene bundle join over seven million men worldwide who trust manscaped with this exclusive offer for you 20 percent off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code Guys. that's promo code i-c-e-g-u-y-s at manscaped.com if my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls that you can preserve. The performance package 4.0 is the complete accessory package to take care of everything that is required. You've got, of course, the Lawnmower 4.0, takes care of your facial hair, uh, and among other things, uh, you've got, of course, the Weed Whacker. I'm approaching 40, nose hair has become a major issue. It pisses the hell out of me. I need to take care of that shit, and the Weed Whacker can help you do that. Both of these products waterproof and a 4000K LED spotlight for a more precise shave. And you'll also be able to take care of those delicate areas with the ball toner, with the ball deodorant. Keep you smelling good, looking good, and feeling good down in the nether regions. This complete performance package 4.0. We'll take care of everything for you, for all you guys out there. And it's courtesy of our good friends at manscaped.com. So get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, we are back here on the ice, guys, and ready to wrap with Best Bets here on this Thursday edition of the show. Uh, Alex,
0: uh, we'll start with you. What do you like for Best Bet? There's a lot of good things to choose from tonight, and I'm looking at the board. And I think I'm going to go with, uh, yeah, Chicago-Nashville, first period over, minus $1.25, over one and a half. Um, this is going to be mostly backing Nashville to just blow out Chicago. The Hawks never play well uh, in the music city. They just don't play well against this team. Uh, And Nashville is still fighting for their playoff lives. I think they're going to take it to the Hawks early. So let's go with uh, Trashville and Chicago. First period over one and a half minus twenty-five. So my best bet for Thursday.
1: All right, there we go. Chicago, Nashville, first period over uh, one and a half for Alex B. Smith and his best bet for this Thursday card. I'm going to give you two best bets one best bet and look i was going to almost i almost used them for best bet tuesday night but i went with winnipeg carolina over instead it was the right decision they didn't get it done now they're playing that same team tonight that they played tuesday night i think this is the right time to jump back on them as a best bet new jersey devils minus 130 against tampa bay that'll be one best bet the other best bet and i'm going to do a split so if you're going to, you know, use this as the best bet, we're going to go with both ends of this here for the second best bet. Seattle Kraken first period puck line plus 150, and also that Seattle in regulation minus 114 against San Jose. This has got to be the spot here, all right? No screwing around. You're on a little losing streak here. But this is a team you got to beat. This is a team you should beat. You're better than San Jose. San Jose has won one hockey game in the last 10 games. Uh, Seattle's got to right the ship tonight, and I think they do that. Seattle first period puck line, Seattle in regulation split. That's one best bet against San Jose, and the other one, New Jersey minus 130 against Tampa Bay. There you go. Two best bets here for this Thursday uh, NHL card. That'll wrap it up for this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out we appreciate it very much a reminder the ice guys is live seven days a week monday to friday 2 p.m eastern saturday and sunday noon eastern if you can't watch the show live download the ice guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms google podcasts apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher iheart radio amazon music and more download the ice guys podcast when you can't watch the show live for alex b smith i'm ian cameron Have a great Thursday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. Hockey, college, basketball, and everything else in between. And join us tomorrow on Friday for a St. Patrick's Day edition of the Ice Guys. We're going to have our drinks with us. Beer, shots, you name it. It's a free-for-all. It's going to be a bar scene edition, bar atmosphere edition of the Ice Guys. Fitting that it's our Friday spot with our Irish friend, uh, Jimmy Murphy. (laughs) who is going to be joining us. And I already told him, hey, it's fitting that your timing is we're going to be doing some drinks. I I, I know even if he's busy, he's going to find time to make time for us for two <laughs> minutes just to get some drinks with us on the show tomorrow. <laughs> I guarantee you that. So it's going to be a lot of fun tomorrow. It's going to be a St. Paddy's Day edition of the show. We're going to bring your booze, bring your drinks. We'll have them in hand as we break down the Friday uh, NHL card tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, looking forward to a St. Paddy's Friday edition of the show tomorrow. So join us for that on Friday and another edition of the Ice Guys on St. Paddy's Day, lad, presented (laughs) by National Hockey Now.